I'm just trying to expose people to people that inspire me and you know you're one of them so I wanted to get you on and um Aww. yeah no and I, I feel like people will benefit from hearing what you have to say and it's you know and it's fun for me because I get to catch up with people that I fuck with <laughs> yeah and I'm always down to educate the masses fuck yeah <laughs> yeah what's going on everyone welcome back to another week of living as well I'm so grateful to have you all here and to be able to share this interview with you. Me and Chris touch on subjects from religion and spirituality to the status of the world, being a makeup artist, what that entails, and just being a decent human being and a legend like Chris Lovely. <laughs> Chris, this interview is fucking incredible. I'm so grateful for it. And I know that whoever listens to it is gonna be just as inspired and uplifted and motivated after listening to it as well. For anyone listening to this who's dealing with anything, my heart is with you. I hope that you're doing well and that things get better. I hope that life continues to bless you with the blessings and successes that you deserve out of life. So health and wealth to everyone that listens. Thank you all for tuning in. If you like the podcast, please like, comment, and subscribe. It helps me keep this shit healthy, growing, and thriving and surviving in this crazy world that we live in. But regardless of all that, I fucking love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome back to another week of Living With Will. Well, listen, so let's just start from the beginning, you know, um, what kind of got you on this path of, of turning into the, the artist that you've become through the makeup and, and just life? What, what led to that? Um, so, well, for starters, when I first started, you know, doing makeup, it was kind of just like... It was kind of like an experiment. Like, I feel like when you're doing um, cosmetology on any platform, it's always like an experiment. So basically, I started off by just like experimenting and learning about the different products that like comes about with like doing makeup and like, you know, working with clientele. And I always wanted to start off by like working at a place that would teach me all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And the goal was just, like, to work at Sephora. Like, that was the thing back then. Like, I would say, like, circa 2014, 2015, that was the goal. And our friend, you know, our mutual former friend, who's no longer with us, um, kind of inspired me to get there. And, like, watching um, Renee do all the looks that, like she would do it would just like amaze me like the different designs the characters the the art like it was just all like so like motivating like it was mm. just so like unmotivating so mm. i i was like fuck it i'm gonna do it it looks fun it looks quite exciting and then i'm like i probably would look bomb as fuck if i was to like do myself up in makeup like so Fuck yeah. I gave it a try and I failed miserably. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, like it's so much work. Like it's just like learning how to do hair or like learning how to paint mm. pretty much. Like you have to learn about every different aspect of color, like every different aspect of skin tone, skin textures, different type of skin um you know, problems and skin issues mm -hmm. and then um, having to, like, combat those, like, irregularities. Like, all of those things are, like, a lot of products that you have to learn and what products work for you. And so I think 
to start, that was the main focus. I love that. For, for that, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I really love the fact that you mentioned, you know, the, the familial bond that we have with Renee and, and how in, in both of our careers was such an influential piece for both of oh, us, yeah. you know, this is one of the funniest human beings to ever grace the earth. And, and it led yeah. me into wanting to, you know, pursue comedy and, and be myself, you know, professionally. Yeah. Uh, and I love that it also had that effect on you. And, uh, you know, I saw that kind of the power that that had when you did her makeup at the funeral, you know, um, yeah. what was what was that experience like for you doing doing your art in such a, you know, sorrowful way? Well, so at the time, it was like I was just starting out. Like, I was just doing makeup. I didn't really do makeup on anybody. I was just starting out doing, like, a natural face for myself. Mm-hmm. And so it's so funny. And it kind of it kind of makes me a little emotional because, like, I remember when um, me and Renee had a conversation. We were just like, bitch, if one of us dies, you better beat the fuck out of my face. Like, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Like, there better be a wig, a whole fucking peplum outfit, like, like flares and feathers everywhere. And you better do my fucking face up. I don't care. So it was very much like that was my intention. But then, like, his family was just like, no, let's keep it, like, keep it cute, keep it very natural, very boys' makeup. So I was like, uh, okay. I mean, I'll respect you guys, and I'll do your, I'll do my best. So that's what it was. And it was kind of like a, it was, it was kind of like a bummer, but in a way, I kind of made it my own type of beauty. Like, I'm, mm. I made it to where... He still looked beautiful, but he was still he still looked peace, peaceful at the same time. Um, no, truly though, I mean, it, you put it so perfectly because for such a for such a tremendously sad moment, he looked beautiful yeah. as fuck. <laughs> Let's be real, like yeah. if, if, if no one no one on the planet could rock a casket, and somehow you made that possible. So as as a friend, I'm eternally grateful for that. But also just as an admirer of art, that was kind of my first real experience with seeing you you know, um, using your talent and what a, what a profound place to use it. I want to, I wanted to ask you as well, kind of the, you know, you brought up the instance of the family kind of being like, let's make this more of boy makeup, like you said. And I wanted to ask you being, being, um, that the makeup industry and that art form is very gender biased. Um, Mm -hmm. what has that been like navigating that space, you know, working at places like Sephora and stuff? How has it been? not really fitting the stereotype of, of a makeup artist? Well, Sephora definitely, like, let me be the be comfortable in, like, my art and just, like, my makeup journey. Like, it was more so the out people on the outside looking in. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was, just, it was just very... It was hard, to be honest, because... One, I was nervous, and I didn't want to offend people, mm-hmm. but I also wanted to make a staple. I wanted to also make a staple for myself and make myself be more confident into, like, you know, being in a space where it's predominantly female, and that's who is walking in the store. That's who is, you know looking for your expertise mm-hmm. onto what better works for them, what type of products better work for them, whether it's for a wedding or going out or just every day. Like 
these things you have to know and they are entrusting in you because you are the expert you're the pro and it's a lot of pressure when you don't when you're just starting out mm-hmm. and a lot of people are just like are looking at you and they're just like oh he's not that put together or he's a boy so he doesn't know what he's talking about and i'm like okay but i work here so <laughs> that doesn't really matter <laughs> and it's got i mean it's up to the, but i would say like as with everything like as far as like my lifestyle and everything it has its perks like honestly like when i was working i first started working out at pg mall Mm -hmm. um in heightsville maryland and um i used to work at a boutique there which um would sell like black owned makeup for women of color and um they definitely opened my eyes to a lot of different skin tones Mm -hmm. and I, I and me and the um, the owner of the boutique, we were very close, and we gotten closer because of the bond and because of the professionalism that I had and I carry because I always carried myself very professional, mm. like very knowledgeable. Even if I didn't know too much, mm-hmm. I still carried myself in a way where I knew how to sell a product, right? And how to you know, be that salesman for the person who doesn't really know too much about makeup mm-hmm. and how I get, how I can get them to buy a product that they can use every day and that's very easy to use and it's not that complicated to, you know, learn how to work on their face. Mm-hmm. So, and I did that for like about a year and um, gaining that experience landed me a position in the Sephora inside JCPenney at the mall. So after that, my journey began. (laughs) Love it. So, you know, for, for people trying to navigate the artistic spaces, you know, it's a really daunting task because, you know, you're taking the, the risk of, you know, exposing yourself to the world and, and really taking a risk on yourself. Right. And, um, I'm, I'm sure that there are people out there that are, wanting to begin their own path, but are, are kind of scared or worried. If you were to kind of be sitting down with someone who is really interested in makeup and really interested in becoming a makeup artist, what's some words of advice that you would give them on the beginning of their journey? Um, hands down, patience. Hmm. You are going to need a hell of a lot of patience because one thing for sure, you're not going to learn this overnight. You're not going to learn this within the next week or the next month or even the next year it's going to take a very long time but trust me when i tell you the process is so worth it Mm. it is so worth it because once you actually gain the knowledge and the experience you're going to thank yourself in the long run Mm. like and then on top of that money hello right a hell of a (laughs) lot of money when i first when i first started doing makeup like especially at the boutique it was a way to gain a hell of a lot of clientele. And my manager at the time was so with it. Like she was like, any body that you gain or as a client here, take their number down, get their Instagram, give them your Instagram so they can follow you. So they can, so you can do their makeup in the future. Just make sure that you're doing it here, mm. you know? So mm-hmm. that way it's not deterring you from, you know, doing your own thing. Because one thing that was, that was like a kind of like a thing where you, weren't allowed to do makeup outside of the boutique. Like it was like, it was giving, if you gained a client, bring them to the boutique so they can buy products at their 
I mean, at the boutique, and then you do their makeup with the products that is available. Exactly. Yeah, keep the keep the so, revenue coming to them too. Yeah, so you had to keep it going, and you also had to like make a name for yourself in a way. So anybody that would see you at the mall, they know that oh, he's bomb at makeup. I mm-hmm. want him to do my makeup for this such and such day. Right. Love that. So, and it was always that. So like after when I um when the stand closed, because unfortunately it was like hella expensive to rent out as I found out. And um, unfortunately she had, my manager had to close the stand. So, um, but at the time I was working at Sephora. um, So it was just like a back and forth thing. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. And then when I left Sephora, it was like, okay, I have this knowledge and I have all this experience. So make sure that you have the confidence, you know, to, you know, while the managers or while the person that you're interviewing for or even if you're just learning how to do makeup and you just want to learn slow down take your time and just watch videos on youtube right that's what i did yeah no it's it's i mean that's an that's amazing advice too i think people really forget the the power of the internet i mean we have the world at our fingertips any trade any art any craft you want to learn just first step youtube the one the 101 of it (laughs) Yeah, that's like the number. Like after patience is definitely is learning learning your craft on YouTube, mm-hmm. finding your journey there. Because when I tell you when I first started doing it, I didn't have that platform. Like YouTube was just like videos that like home videos that people would put together, right? And a lot of tutorials wasn't really out there like it was like it is now. Yeah, and what better way to learn if you really want to learn and if you really are dedicated? Because one thing for sure, you're going to need dedication as well. Mm. You can't just say that, you know, oh, I want to do makeup. I want to do this. Like, I want to learn. But, and you're not trying to, you're not really about it. Like, you have to really, really be about it. Seriously. I told my best friend, I'm like, he's, he keeps telling me every day, every single day, every, or every time when I do my makeup, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. I'm like, okay, girl. <laughs> you, you keep saying that, but you're not trying to put in the work to learn. <laughs> No, but it's such great advice, and it, and it's such great advice, honestly, for any industry. That's what I really love about this interview series, you know, exposing people to whether or not they're interested in that art form or not. What I love about yeah. this is that there is knowledge within what you're saying for any pursuit. You know, being patient yeah. and having determination in anything that you do is going to lead to a successful life. Of course, of course, definitely. Nah, and I love that, and I really appreciate it. Um, I'm curious, you know, like we're all kind of dealing with this really disastrous pandemic both of you know the uh the government and of the disease that that is affecting the world and for you know just as an aside you know my heart to anyone who's listening to this who who's struggling um with covid or with anything really but i want to i want to ask you you know how how has your experience been how have you been dealing with the with the crisis um so i just been kind of uh isolating myself Mm. i did have like a little scare Mm. um you know, with coming in contact with somebody, but mm-hmm. luckily I turned out to be negative. Oh, I'm glad. I um, hear that. That person is also doing better too. Good. They um, ha- are recovered. They no longer test positive. So um, I always want to tell people, like, even if you do contract the virus, depending on how healthy you are, 
isn't isn't going to determine oh you're going to die or mm-hmm. oh you're going to be sick forever like yeah you may have it or you may contract it but it's not necessarily the end of the world like you mm-hmm. can do steps to take to protect yourself so that way you can recover and you can be healthier like you were before so point. and yeah because she was she was a good t- she was a good uh example for it because i was definitely worried as fuck <laughs> like i was just like oh my god i got covid i'm about to die i'm about to infect my whole house oh my god i can't i can't see the world anymore i can't go outside but yeah and luckily i am safe from that so i'm so glad to hear that know. and and great and great advice on that point too you know there. As, as daunting and as horrifying as it is, there are steps we can take, you know, um, eating healthier is one thing that I'm trying to do, drinking more water, just making yeah. sure that, you know, your body is is as healthy as it can be to fight with something like that. And what a just, what a, what a wild time that we're living in. Right. And a, a time that couldn't have come any sooner than now. <laughs> no, seriously. I, I think that, you know, as, as terrifying as it is, part of me has the optimism that, these terrifying things are happening to kind of fix the problems that we've been ignoring as a nation and as a world right, for so long. Right, like a wake-up call. Literally. Like, we yeah. have to fix this shit. We got we to gotta take care of our people because look what's happening right now in, in so yeah, many different definitely. ways. It's wild. Definitely. Yeah, as far as your – let's bring the – I want to bring it back towards you and your craft, though. How has is, how is, uh, work been as an artist through, through uh, isolation and everything? What's that been like? Um, well, to be honest, it's kind of been a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, not like, I would say not like financially, but it's just been hard to like really like gain, you know, consistent clientele mm-hmm. or pretty much like, you know, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Cause like a lot of people, they have their reasons of like, you know, canceling or just like um not falling through but it sucks because you like you as an artist you prepare for these type of things mm-hmm. because you want to be professional mm-hmm. you want to be you know you want to give the client the best experience possible and to me in order to do that is to give them the full treatment like they were at a spa right. or they were like at you know um they were getting a massage like mm-hmm. i want them to be relaxed so i prepare myself for that day so that way, when it comes, I'm ready for them and I'm ready to give them their experience. Because mm-hmm. it is. It's, it's an experience. Completely. And when you, ha- when you have to deal with certain individuals, you have to treat them as if they were, like, you know, one of your friends mm-hmm. and just give them the best experience. Um, even though some people take that for granted, <laughs> but, you know, everyone has their own way of working with people. Yeah. What are some ways that you've found uh, through through dealing with, let's say, like a difficult client? What are some ways that you kind of are able to navigate someone that you might not necessarily like as a person, but you know you got to work with? <laughs> well, to be honest, I actually haven't really gotten like the bitchy client. Awesome. Um, I love that. I'm glad. I have, I have had clients that, of course, like annoyed me or just like blew me off and solely because they canceled which is like the most irritating thing in the world because like one you took your time out of the day to or took your time out of your schedule to prepare for such a thing and then when they fall through it's just like okay now what (laughs) 
and I I I had a I had those uh, deposit system set up so that way I can protect myself nice. in case those type of things happen because and it's been happening a, a lot more frequently which is why I always ask for the money up front obviously right. yeah and <laughs> you always want to do that because like people will jip you like people will really try to jip you and it's I don't think that it's like unless I don't think it's intentional like an intentional way to like be conniving Mm -hmm. but it just sucks like you have to you know i mean i know things happen of course but Mm -hmm. like it just sucks when you have to prepare for certain things and then you know they fall through and now you're just like well i just wasted my time completely you know what i mean i actually just did that the other day and i felt horrible i had set up an interview in at the engineer's studio shout out goddess sound and daniel brooks and i felt horrible because I, I canceled, but I, I thought I had messaged him and let him know. And then at the time of the recording, he called me. He's like, yo. And I was like, oh, no, dude. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm not coming. Oh, my God. <laughs> I felt, but, you know, I, he knows and he's going to, I mean, he, he mixes the podcast. He's going to hear me saying this. Daniel, again, I'm sorry, man. It was a mistake. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But I, I, I'm totally with you on that, you know, both as, you know, someone maintaining professionalism but also as someone who like wants to be like you want to be a good client too so for anyone listening yo make your appointments hold hold hold, be a be a person your word or cancel like a day or two in advance (laughs) right and just like let me know like yeah like i feel like that main the main issue is just communication Mm -hmm. um and i try my best to be like to like keep up with them or just like to communicate with them and be like hey I'm on my way. Hey, I'm five minutes away. Right. You know, just like letting them know that I am on my way and I'm here for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And even if you're going to be late, like just let them know. Nice. It sucks. It doesn't, it, it, it really is kind of like, agon- um, like not antagonizing, but just like, it's kind of aggravating when you don't know um, a person that like a person that you invested money in is like slaking on you. Right. Like it sucks. Yeah. Completely. And you don't want that to happen to you because you spent your money. Mm hmm. No, yeah, it's kind of like that, vice versa. Completely, you know what I mean. No, I completely do, and and I and again, I like how these types of things can navigate throughout life. You know, like if you're right. going for a job or you're trying to impress, you know, a client or you're trying to network, right. make sure that you make that on you be early. You know, like because you right. never know, um, you never know where it might lead. So you don't want to start off on the wrong foot. And I've done, I've exactly. done it. I've been, I've been the one do it. It's something I'm working on, and it's a great transition too because. I like to ask people, you know, you you spoke about communication and, and the importance of it, and it and it reminded me of, you know, in a time where we're spending so much time alone, what a great time for self-introspection, right? And so I've kind of been trying to speak with more intention. I found that I was finding myself in situations of miscommunications more times than I would have liked. And so I had to assess that and be like, why do I keep having these moments? Okay, I must not be like conveying what the fuck I'm trying to say. So I've been working right. on, you know, speaking with intention, really saying what I mean. And I'm curious, mm-hmm. has there been anything over COVID or just in, in general in life that you're working on, like, personally, on a, on a Chris level? Um, right now, I'm just trying to gain stability. Mm. I think that's the main goal right now mm-hmm. because um, right now I'm still kind of, well, I don't really say homelessness, but like I'm living with a friend. So Mm -hmm. technically it's not a place of my own. Right. So 
I guess you can say that I'm like kind of homeless, but I still persevere and I don't really look at it. I look at the positive side about it. I mm. mean, at least obviously it's with somebody that I know and that I've known for a decade now. So mm. we're really tight and we love each other and respect each other in a way where we can live with each other. And plus we've lived with each other multiple times anyway. So love that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really trade anybody else, but you know, my good, good Judy <laughs> friends like Judy, we all need them. And if yes. you have one, hold on to them dearly. Cause the friends like those are few and far between. Yes, definitely. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. And I appreciate you speaking on it and you know, it's, um, it's relatable, you know. I'm sure there's going to be someone yeah. who's listening that, and it, I really appreciate the optimism that you have because you know it. I, I I feel bad, man. I see so much pessimism and sadness, rightfully so. You know, people are really going through it right now, so it's. I yeah. understand why people are down, but it's so rejuvenating to hear someone be like, "Yeah, but I mean, you know, I'm not worried about shit like that. Like, I'm, I'm focused on the positive. That's the mindset yeah. for success." But it is still, it's still, but it's still like you still should, you still should be like. You should be humble enough to reflect on it, yes. But not in a way where it's weighing you down. You know what I mean? Completely. Like completely. I like people like that. It's kind of like it's kind of disheartening to see people that just like let their problems weigh them down, and it changes them as a person and makes their like attitude funky. Mm-hmm. Um, and those type of people, I kind of just stay away from because. Even if they are considered a friend, I mostly just keep them as an acquaintance because mm. I do know that they do bring that type of energy, and that's not the type of energy that I want in my life. I so, yes, yes, <laughs> fuck it. yeah. Because <laughs> like when you when you grow up, you just like when you're like when you're living your life and you're a teenager and you're just getting out of high school, it's like well, you keep those people around you because you feel like they'll benefit you. But then when you're realizing that they're just doing the same old shit repetitively, repetitively, you know, it's time to let them go. Mm. So Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of people in my life that have shown me those type of signs and they just had to be let go. And I feel like once you do that, then the positivity will start coming back around and you'll start noticing the the fresh air that you are breathing in because of that positivity in your aura and your energy mm. i love that yeah. that is first of all what a fucking that is just like an amazing i gotta snippet that i'm gonna edit the, what i'm saying yeah. like, half that was perfect yo and so, <laughs> so relatable so true and like so important man i i, I cannot yeah. stress enough how much i resonate with what you're saying you know it's it's really difficult to and um it's it's self-love at the end of the day you know to be able to say like i need separation from this as much as i want to be around you this isn't helping me in my life yeah and especially when you're especially when you're like you're making moves for your life mm -hmm. that will possibly change your life forever and it's just like the same people that are still doing the same shit like where does it come to an end Mm -hmm. no it's it's very true yeah and but the beautiful thing is too when people see you doing that you know uh, i think one of the most beautiful parts is you can influence them to change because they might be doing the same old shit because they don't see you know for whoever knows what reason but then they start seeing you like why aren't they hitting me up anymore well they're doing really well now oh shit maybe i need to do something like maybe i want to do something like that like it 
it there's right. a great quote rising tides raise all ships and so exactly you know <laughs> while you're rising yes, take notes yeah literally yes. and it's it's really it's so funny that you say that um i love just like well first of all let me ask you this question you brought up the point of of energy and and how it affects you um what is that what does that stem from your your use of that is that like a spiritual belief or are you a do you see yourself as a spiritual or religious person not necessarily because i believe that um I believe that there is a higher power. Mm -hmm. I just don't know exactly what power that is. Mm. Whether it's from our... I believe that the most highest power for right now and it's on a spiritual level is our ancestors. Mm. Damn. Because our ants, especially coming from... coming from an African-American background, our ancestors have literally fought for us to even be today. Whether and then even even from my sexuality, like my those black queer individuals have paved the way for me to even wear makeup in public, to be the person that I am, to be so androgynous, to be so free spirited and open minded. Like they paved the way for that, and I only have but my energy and my soul to thank for that. Mm. Like to thank them for that. Um, but as far as like religion, I, I believe that it's a, um, it's a concluded, like it's a very jaded aspect of like belief and, um, spirituality. And I believe that it's definitely clouded a lot of people's minds into thinking of, you know, how society should be formed. Mm. Um, and it's definitely, it's definitely, opened my eyes to believe that, you know, this has definitely been, you know, the Bible has definitely been an overwritten, you know, book that a lot of people have misconstrued, mm. that have been rewriting these scriptures to better fit the current society. Mm-hmm. And so I believe if they're doing that, then obviously they don't want us to be uh the full potential human being that we were destined to be mm. because they don't see that to be fit for their society and that's currently what's happening right now like right. obviously you know with people like living in their sexuality and living in their in their truth i feel like people still think and believe that their that sexuality is the biggest sin in the bible which clearly it isn't mm-hmm. <laughs> But and but they still are so wrapped up around the first scripture or the first chapter of the Bible that they just believe that oh we should be stoning our kids oh man should be with a woman and not with the other oh women shouldn't work on on Saturdays women also can't shouldn't um, you know raise their hand to their man or we shouldn't be eating pork or beef or any animal really because Mm -hmm. in in the bible eating animals are condemned and is an abomination so and people and people get like people get shocked when i actually quote the bible because they think that oh like you know you read the bible and i'm like i mean i've been forced to read the bible so many times in my life like i know a few i know a few scriptures like i'm not gonna just deny that it's you know that its existence is unreal but it's just the 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 things that are in the bible i believe that aren't half of them aren't really true 
or they've just been twisted in a way to, you know, manipulate a certain individual, a certain individuals. I completely agree. You know, and I and I really appreciate you saying it. I I don't condemn people for being religious or having their beliefs. I think it's like totally personal, but I do draw the line where it starts affecting someone else's life. Right? It's like right. You believe whatever the fuck you want, but like, like do that shit over there. You know, like, right. I'm gonna do what right. I'm gonna do like, over here. To me, it's like to me, it's a form of ignorance mm-hmm. because um, or a lack of like you know education. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if you believe what people what just by based off what people are saying or telling you, instead of like researching, instead of looking up, you know, um, the different the different scriptures that are in the Bible or just different religions and seeing from different aspects of what is real and what is, you know, the right way. Like Mm -hmm. instead of just believing in one specific thing, like I feel like that is really what is corrupting people and it's allowing people to believe that, Oh, Jesus was white. Jesus was a, um, Christian. And I'm like, well, that's dumb. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because last I checked, Jesus was Hebrew and he was Jewish. And black. <laughs> and black. <laughs> like, and he's, it, obviously, it doesn't, it doesn't take a monkey to understand that. It's, you know, and that's, that's where I, I lean towards being spiritual and less religious. Because as much as I have respect and reverence for people's beliefs, it's hard for me to like it, you know there's some absurdities that come with it with when people take oh, yeah. it to these extremes where it's like you're going to read into one passage but then not into another it's like well then you should flog your fucking brother for working on on the sabbath you know like if right. you're going to really take it literally then take it literally don't don't shoot pick and choose and i think that part that, that point that you made about people not doing their own due diligence and their own research and their own critical mm-hmm. thinking is so valid and it and it's right. it's i mean it's fully why where we are where we are you know yeah it's people people lash out towards the truth because they've been mis miseducated and misguided by mm-hmm. the powers that be and and you know the systems and the and the foundation of society it's like yeah it's flawed man like just admit yeah. it and let's move forward like the fuck why are we you why are we so I, caught up you know what i always like theorize hmm. not to take you off topic or no i appreciate but, it i want i, I want um, that I always theorize that because people are so jaded and uneducated is solely because of the internet. Mm. The internet brings you different images and topics about certain of certain people and certain individuals. And a lot of people that create those topics are trying to either destroy a certain thing or destroy a certain belief or a certain person. Mm-hmm. And just like how um just like how they do like nikki or people like um you know black twitter like or fake news like mm-hmm. i feel like and then the whole black lives matter movement like people really believe that black lives matter is a terrorist organization it's unbelievable it's literally unbelievable and solely because People on the internet are making these blogs and saying and creating all these fake, like they'll go as far as to create fake pages and fake like accounts and fake p- 
pictures and then they'll post it on a blog and say, this is what this person is doing. Yeah. And this is actually what this group is. Mm-hmm. But, and then they post it and people are like, and they post it on popular websites, like mm-hmm. popular blogs and everything. So that way people know that they'll think that people know that it's true. And then people who don't really have that much access to TV, to TV or news, they don't have that much access to like, you know, Facebook or Twitter or anything, they see those vo- they see those blogs and they think, oh, well, I've done my research because this is an actual website, so I think that it's true. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When in reality, it was created by a hater. Yeah, so, literally, and you've been duped, and that's and you've been duped, <laughs> and that's where that's exactly where it lies, right? And and I had a conversation with a previous podcast guest where they they said it, it starts with education you know when, yeah. when we look at the school systems and we watch like the way that that history is taught i mean you spoke about you know black queer ancestors the erasure of how black queer and black women have influenced civil rights movements and you know mm-hmm. crossing race and crossing gender and how they fought mm-hmm. for equal rights from the beginning and led the movements you know like the black right. lives matter movement that you spoke of three black women two of which are black queer women Yes. founded that movement you know and yes. and where where, like, where they started the movement because yeah. their sons were killed by police brutality mm-hmm. literally the whole website says it on the website like it it amazes me how people would cry so much about how oh black lives matter this and some by black people too from black people like literally would say oh black lives matter is a hoax black lives matter is real black lives matter is the one who started the riots and all this and i'm like sweetie <laughs> it's unbelievable let's not be this naive like, no seriously. I'm, I'm sure you graduated high school you and cannot be this naive especially in this time of day it's like yeah i know but it's you're right it's it's this it's miseducation and this misinformation that's just polluting i think it, it's unfortunate because the internet allows us so much access to the world but it's also open to manipulation. Right. Like, you know? have, you, have you seen the uh, documentary Social Dilemma on Netflix? No, but I, I've, I think I've heard from other people that's great. Yeah, it is, it is really eye-opening, especially when it comes to, like, you know, polluting your mind on social media, like Facebook and yeah. Twitter and mm-hmm. Instagram. Like, it really opens your mind to, like, what those like platforms do to people yeah to like change their minds on certain aspects of like society literally i saw a ted talk on how cases of depression and mental health disorders because of addiction to things like social media is Mm -hmm. like skyrocketing because you see the highlights of someone's life and you're stuck at home for example like during covid they're i I think these issues have dramatically increased because yes you know People are people are really lonely and and you know it's it's a double edged sword. I, I'm I'm looking forward yeah. to the research that's done and, and kind of the medical advancements to address it. Yeah, and what's crazy is like I saw a video basically showing an example of how polluted people's minds are, mm-hmm. and it was showing like three protagonists, and one of them was following this influencer that they really like and they really follow on instagram right and she was just so envious of her and so like jealous of her because she was posting like oh she got a new bag she got a new ring she's about to get married but in reality the influencer is literally taking pictures with a ring on 
at a stand that right. she's next to and just posting it on Instagram as if she was getting married. Right. Unreal. And I'm like, but I'm like, that's their job. Like, yeah. that's literally what they do. They yeah. influence you mm-hmm. to do things that you don't want to do. Yep. Yeah, they're salespeople. Crazy. <laughs> they're really it's talented so salespeople. Crazy. Yeah, nah, it's it's we're living in a wild age, and I, and I think we're really fortunate because we grew up in this, and I think it's also why we both have these these criticisms of things like organized religion and and kind of the foundation Ooh. of society and the flaws in it. I think the reason that we're fortunate is we grew up in between the generation of tradition and like things like organized religion and you know just like systems of oppression. And then we also grew up yeah. in between the digital kids, like the kids that are yeah, literally growing up on social the materialistic media. materialistic kids. Yeah. <laughs> and we're right here in the middle with a little bit of both. Because I definitely yeah. fall into the trap, man. I'll be, I'll be on fucking like Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and an ad will pop up. And sometimes they'll get me. I'll be like, oh, yeah, I, I want that. I fall for this shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I literally fall for it all the time. And that's that's my problem. Like, and I can honestly admit that. Like, that's my problem. I literally will look at those ads and, like, see, like, a pair of jeans or a yep. pair of shoes. And yep. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cute. Give it to me now. Yep. And I'll buy it. And, like, literally, like, maybe a couple weeks later, it gets here and it's too small. Exactly. Too big. Too small. Or too big. Doesn't fit. <laughs> that shit is ridiculous. I've gotten some but really I cool have, shit. I that, have myself to blame. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes though it works. Like I've gotten some things I'm very happy with. Yeah. Sometimes though I'm like, what the fuck, man? You don't have the money yeah. for this. <laughs> yeah, that's that's me, and that's that's what I struggle with. But I can honestly <laughs> say, and I'm humble enough to admit that I fault at that. And you know, money is just not my best friend <laughs> they listen that is it's humbleness and self self introspection is key so the fact right. that and the first step is admitting it so i think we're both on the right page we just gotta do better next time i feel like we're both gonna fall for it soon anyway they're that to listening now so but uh, you bring me to a great segue um you're giving some good advice about you know <laughs> you understanding an issue and i was curious like what's some advice that you've been given over the course of your life that was really profound and that you that you feel compelled to share? Um, I would say to gas, to, to gas our homegirl up one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Renee definitely taught me to always, like, regardless if anybody, if you don't have, like, any clients... And you're falling off your motivation and you're falling off your edge and you feel like, you know, everything that you do is for effort. It's because you're not doing enough. And when you get to that level, don't be afraid to work on yourself. Because a lot of times when we get to a certain level in our artistry, and people aren't taking us seriously, we kind of get in this habit of doubting ourselves and doubting our work. Because there's been plenty of times, especially this year, where I've doubted myself completely and was just looking at other people's work and was just like, why isn't my work pushing off like them? Mm. Why isn't 
why am I not getting to their level like I'm supposed to? And I'm literally doing the same thing and my work is literally looking exactly like theirs. Mm-hmm. Why isn't my stuff getting together? And it's because I'm still not worked on it. I'm mm. st- I haven't worked on me. I worked on everyone else but myself. Mm. And so he always taught me to just push myself and just to, you know, push boundaries and to step outside of my comfort zone. And now, and that's gotten me like to, to where I am now. Like now I just, you know, say fuck it and just do it. Like go for it. Cause you don't know what the outcome is until you finish it. Mm. Whatever, whatever you're doing. Fuck. Yeah. So, Oh, what amazing, not only amazing advice, but I'm so grateful that it was advice from the fucking man myth legend. Ernie yes. Porcelain Doll, my fucking god. That filled my heart, yo. And I know this fucking goddess is looking down or looking from wherever they're looking from. Like, fuck yes, this interview is really happening yes. right now. I feel yes. like this is a big landmark. For, uh, this is a huge landmark for me with my with my own whatever path I'm on, yo. Just to, to be speaking to you about what you're doing and to hear you sharing words from, from a, f- a mutual family member of both of us. It's really, this is, this is huge yes. for me, so... And I, I, I needed that advice myself. That was one thing I really love about this interview series and, and format, and I, I hope people from the audience resonate with this, is that there are times where I need to hear the advice these people give. So if you feel like you hear something on here, know that you're not alone. Other people are also yeah. like, I fucking needed that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was amazing. I, like I said, I'm always like, my main, like, when I got older, like, I feel like a lot of people were so misled and so misguided that my job is always to educate the masses and Mm. always to uplift and encourage and just like bring up my people. Like, especially when in a time where we still have to face challenges with our skin tone and our skin color Mm -hmm. from other people and we still have judgment from other people based off our skin tone Mm -hmm. and I can't even believe that I'm I'm even talking about it in this day and age because a lot of people would think that oh no we don't like we don't think that it's about skin color and I'm like well sweetie obviously there's plausible evidence that you know different skin tones obviously have better advantages than others undeniably we're fighting for right it's like not even a conspiracy it's it's belligerently fact it's right in your face and the fact that you're denying it makes you racist unfortunately for you because and and that's one thing too that i i try to really impart on people you're hurting yourself everyone else is we're good without you we we don't need we don't need a hater in the group but you're limiting your own joy you know, if you right. don't, if you're not willing to see the beauty of black people or like the wonder of the LGBTQ community or populations of, of the world and, you know, just all the, all the differences and beauty of humanity. Or you, all three in between. Literally, literally. Like if you're not willing to understand how awesome that is, that you're the only one losing out. Because we're, yeah, we're going to keep... you're the problem. You're the problem. You're, you you're are the literally problem. the problem. And this is why the earth is suffering right now. This is why we have things like climate crisis is... I really do believe they go hand in hand. You know, the earth is not going to tolerate human cruelty, you know? Any longer. It, no. It's literally going to get to the point that it will it will heat up to the point we can't live here anymore because people don't understand we have to treat each other decently. 
and treat the earth decent. <laughs> right, literally. That's another thing. No, seriously though. Like, and, and I, and I, yeah. That's why I preach that they go hand in hand. We can't learn how to treat each other right until we treat the earth right, and vice versa. Like. Yeah. It's it's really unfortunate people don't get this, but fortunately with this interview series, I know that more people than I think do because for the, for every single person I've interviewed, everyone understands that. So hopefully, and I, I'm really hopeful for this new generation. Yo, know, I've seen some of these kids like when I was in the capital of California, I, it's in Sacramento. They're like Capitol building, and the kids mm-hmm. from March for Our Lives, like the Parkland shooting survivors, were there like. Mm-hmm lobbying bills like pitching these are like 18 year old kids like writing their own legislation to bring to the government like i would have never done that shit in high school yeah like that's that's, i would have never thought right so it's it's i'm i'm really hopeful yo yeah i really do see the youth you know it's i'm we're kind of looking on we're going to be elders in this shit which is a crazy concept but to see the youth is really in like 20 25 years yo crazy (laughs) oh my god and i literally like I'm always so hopeful of what the world is going to be like in the next 10, 15 years from now. Right. And I always hope for the best, but it's just like, it's always going to be a challenge getting there. Right. I know it's going to be there and I know we're going to be, uh, we're going to be united as a society, but I do know that it's going to be a challenge. Yeah. Like we can't sit up here and make it seem like it's going to be peaches and cream because right. obviously life is not that. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. It's so true. Well, I could literally talk to you on this topic for fucking ever, and I'm so grateful for this, but I want to ask you one last kind of wrap-up piece, which is just, is there anything that you want to kind of impart on people, any Chris wisdom that you want to bestow on the audience? Um, yeah, just be yourself. If you have, if you ever feel like you're different, embody that embody that difference embody whatever it is that you feel about yourself or that other people feel that you are different or you are not of the norm which you know there is no norm let's just get that out of our heads Mm. like there's no norm there's Mm. just one there is one society there's one race which is the human race Mm -hmm. and we all have our own way of conforming gender. Like, but it's all of our, it's whatever we want it to be. And we have no right on this earth to question other people's, you know, situation. So just love each other and love anybody. I don't care who that person is, just love them. And even if you feel that you don't, you could, you don't have the power to love that person especially if they're a stranger, just respect them because that's all we really ask for out of all of us, out of all the strangers of the world and out of all of the people that live on this earth, just respect one another. If you, even if you feel, even if you're stuck in your ways, still respect people because there are a lot of people would respect you. Even if you are of age, a lot of people would be, first instinct is to respect you because you are older than them and you're wiser so why feel some type of way about a person when you can respect them or accept them because obviously they're going to do the same for you mm. wow and that's on fucking period that yo fuck yes chris thank you so much again yo this is this is an incredibly just memorable experience overall and 
Fuck yeah, thank you. I'm I'm, I'm yes. speechless. <laughs> yes.